Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. To empower you, I am your host, back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about Be Anxious for Nothing. This is a teaching podcast, so I want you to go and grab your Bibles and something to write with, and you will want to take some notes, as I believe, as always, I have a word from the Lord for you today. So we want to start here, I believe, in Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse number 6, a familiar passage of scripture in Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6. So turn your Bibles there if you can. The word of the Lord reads like this, do not be anxious about anything. I want to pause right there because these are some very strong words from the Lord. Don't be anxious about anything. Now, you may say this is virtually impossible, Pastor Deloach, because you have no idea what I'm going through. My marriage is in trouble. My kids are bad. They're unruly. They've got special needs conditions, and I'm constantly anxious and worried about them, not to mention we're in the throes still of a pandemic. People are dying of COVID and all kind of other diseases. My job is mandating changing rules and changing laws every second, every minute, every hour. And here you are telling me that the word of the Lord says, be anxious for nothing. Well, that's what I'm saying. The scripture says, don't be anxious about anything. And here's one of the things that we've got to understand. When God says these things to us, he has a way by which he can help us through this because we can't do this in and of ourselves. So I want to give you some good news today that God says you can live the rest of your life worry free. Now, you may say that's impossible because we live in this society, we live in this world. There's always going to be something for us to worry about. But this is why we need to move into things supernaturally and hear the conclusion of the matter. Now, notice what the end of the verse says in Philippians 4 and 6. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now, God here is laying out some things for us that we've got to do. Notice what he doesn't tell us to do. He doesn't tell us to go to the doctor. He doesn't say get on prescription meds. Now, again, there's going to be some people that's going to listen to me and get angry and upset. And I want you to understand I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but I can read. And we've got to understand when we read God's word, he's going to give us something that the world simply is not going to give us. Now, if you're taking meds for anxiety or being anxious or being worried, that's all right. I get it. But I want to, by the end of this podcast, help you to do this while you are still taking your meds. So I'm not telling you to stop taking your meds. I'm telling you to do this and continue to take your meds. And prayerfully, you won't need the meds anymore because you are listening to Dr. Jesus. 
Now, remember, the doctor's job is to just keep you holding on. But see, God says, I want to heal you and make you whole. So if that's what God wants to do, and he does, and it is his will that we are healthy, it is his will that we are diseased free, then we've got to come on over to the kingdom of God and do it his way. Notice again what he says, but in every situation, when stress tries to come, anxiety tries to come, being anxious, being troubled, whatever the situation may be, you've got to practice the word of God. He says by prayer. Prayer simply is communicating your heart to God about what you're anxious about. In other words, you've got to get it off your chest. You got to talk to God about it, not your neighbors, not your friends at work. Sometimes you can't even talk to a spouse about it because they're just as worried as you are and you can't get any ministry. So God says, you've got to talk to me by prayer and petition. That means I'm bringing something to God. I'm petitioning him. I'm asking him for help with thanksgiving. So I'm thanking him because he's going to answer me based on my prayer and petition. He says, present your request to God. Now, God here is just giving you his medicine. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, because we're thanking God, because he's going to answer our prayer. He's going to give us exactly what we need every time. Present your request to God. Now, who wouldn't do this? Now, before you knock it, you need to try it. Matter of fact, you don't need to try it. You need to do it. And you need to do it in every situation. The problem is, and one of the reasons why we don't get any results from the word of God is because we keep hitting and missing. We'll do it one day and then we won't do it in a week. And then we say it won't work. But you've got to be consistent in this. See, disciples are consistent in the things of God, in the word of God. And when you do this, you begin to build muscle memory in your own spirit. And before you know it, in every situation, you are constantly praying, petitioning and thanking God, praying, petitioning and thanking God praying and petitioning and thanking God. And before too long, the enemy ain't going to be able to get you with anxiety and worry anymore because he knows how to get you. He knows how to push your buttons and get you to respond to your environment and the things that are going on because he's crafty. So we've got to be more discerning as it relates to this thing called anxiety. Now, let's give some definitions here. Anxious means experiencing worry, uneasiness, nervousness, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. So do you have some things in your life right now that you're worried about, uneasy about, an uncertain outcome that you are thinking about over and over again and your blood pressure is up, your cholesterol is high, your sugar is high, just everything is high because you have all of this anxiety. And I'm telling you, a lot of things that we are anxious about never really happens. But that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to plant a seed and tell you the first pain that hits your body, you're going to die. You got a headache. That means you got a tumor. I mean, he is just, he's a lying wonder. We got to put the enemy in his place. We've got to handcuff all of these wrong thoughts that keep hitting our lives. Now, I did a little study and it says that 40 million people in America deal with anxiety disorders. 
That's a lot of people. And I'm telling you, some of those in that 40 million are Christian folk, people that love God. I know you that are listening to me. You love God, but you're still dealing with some anxiety and anxiousness. And don't beat yourself up about it, but do what God tell you to do. Because when you do what the word tells you to do on a consistent basis, you begin to live at another dimension, at another level that everybody's not living at. And if we're going to be believers and followers of Christ, man, we don't need to be living the same way everybody else is living. What good is having God on your side and you still is stressed out, worried, your marriage is bad, your kids don't like you, you're broke, busted and disgusted. I mean, come on, y'all. I did not give my life to the Lord to still continue to live the same way I did before I met Christ. He makes the difference. So we've got to be really strict and hardcore on doing what God says to do. Now, in order to better manage and to deal with stress, we need to maintain a right perspective. We've got to have the right perspective. As a matter of fact, we've got to have God's perspective. There is an old adage, a Greek motto that says you will break the bow if you keep it always bent. These are wise words. But how do we loosen the strings? Even when we make every effort to relax and settle down, we've got other demands that are placed on us by the world, our work, our husband, our kids, wives, whatever the case may be, their shoulds, their oughts, the things that we must do, the things that they say we have to do. And this stuff just hits us like a strong gust of wind and we're tossed here and everywhere. We're mentally frazzled. We have no energy, no peace, no joy. We we just got to get off this hamster wheel, y'all. If we really going to do this thing the right way, we've got to have a right perspective concerning our situation. And the only one that can give me the right perspective, hear me clearly, is God. Nobody else can give you the right perspective about your life. And let me also say this. No one has the last say about your life than God. And if that's true, and it is, then why are you giving your time and attention to everybody else that's got something to say about your life and their life is a mess? Their life is raggedy. We've got to learn how to have our ears pinned back close enough to hear God talk to us and tell us the stuff that you worried about ain't even going to happen. Now think about that. The stuff you got on your mind right now about your job, your employment, you can't pay your bills, you know, different things are happening. You got this report, you got that report. And God says, I got you. So come on over to the kingdom of God, roll every care on me and watch me care for you. See, we always have options. You've got a decision to make. And if you make the decision today that I'm going to do what God said, do be anxious for nothing. And again, that don't mean that things are not going to come. But what I'm going to do is what I said earlier. I'm going to pray, petition and give thanks and present my request to God and his peace is just going to come into my heart and settle me down. And I'm going to have a knowing that everything is going to be all right. Now, in Luke chapter 10, we want to start here in verse number 38. And I think we'll conclude here maybe around verse number 40. And we're going to talk about a quick story today that deals with this whole thing about anxiety and being worried. So it starts here, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha 
received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard the word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister had left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. Now, in this biblical story, Mary, the younger, realized how privileged they were to have Jesus drop by for a visit at the house. So she decided to sit down and really make the most of the visit. The Bible says that she sat at his feet, drinking in every word. This is what Mary did. Now, conversely, on the other side, in verse 40, it talks about what Martha did. But Martha was distracted. Her focus was not on the most important issue, and that was enjoying the presence of the Lord. The word distracted means dragging all around. She made herself busy with details, preparing a meal, cleaning up, and her human perspective was simply that Mary should be doing the same thing. And that attitude will cause stress on your life as well as those around you. In this case, Martha had her bow bent to the point that she broke in every which way possible. She couldn't handle it anymore. Now look again what Mary did versus what Martha did. And you have a choice. Are you going to sit at the feet of Jesus when he comes to your house, when the presence of the Lord is in the room? Or are you just going to get busy trying to clean this, trying to make this? Here's the thing that I believe that Martha lacked she had no revelation. She had no revelation about why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come to eat no bologna sandwiches. Jesus didn't come to kick up his feet and watch a baseball game. He was coming to give them something that they needed because he knew something was getting ready to happen. And that's what happens when the Lord's presence come in the room. He wants to prepare you for what's to come that is next. So you're not blown away. He wants to tell you that they're about to lay off, but you're going to be okay. He wants to tell you that there's some things that are coming, but you're going to be fine. I'm going to navigate you through all of it. You're not going to feel nothing that the enemy is trying to throw your way. The problem is when the Lord comes, we get busy. We get distracted because we assume that he's there for something that he's not there for. And so Mary understood that part and that part, the word of the Lord says, will never be taken away. I want to tell you, when you have revelation in your life, you got more going for you than 99.9999999999% of the people on the planet because a lot of people lack revelation. Nothing is revealed to them because they don't sit still in the presence of the Lord for God to reveal his heart to them. I want to tell you, sit still in the presence of the Lord. I believe the Bible says that when we sit still, we know he is God. Be still and know. You can't know running around. You can't know trying to get the answer here, there, and everywhere because we get in the flesh. So we call this one. We call that one. We go to this church. We go to that church. We go to this revival, this conference. We're searching and looking and not realizing we could have saved a boatload of money had we just got in our prayer closet, got still, and allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to our heart about some things that are going on in our life. And God says, I want to be real to you in this time and season in your life. I got what you need. Here you are looking around for everything and God is saying, I've been here all the time. And by the time we get that revelation, 
We done snatched all the hair out of our head. We done lost weight. We halfway losing our mind. We done lost our joy, our peace. Our marriage is a mess. It's even worse. I'm telling you, you can buy your time back if you get in the presence of the Lord and allow God to do some things for you. And so Mary is like, hey, I know why Jesus is here. You don't know. And you running around like a chicken with your head cut off and got the nerve to be mad at everybody. Well, let's kind of unpack this. The first thing was she assumed the Lord didn't care. She even said it. Lord, do you not care? And see, what happens is we get in the flesh. Can you believe you asking Jesus, does he not care? Really? Out of all the people in the world, you would say that to the Lord? See, we know we lose our mind when we go in that direction. But see, that's how we know that the enemy's seed and plant that he's put into our heart is working because it's coming out. How do you know that the enemy's plans are working? Because you're talking about it. You're confessing all the wrong. You blame God falsely. Lord, do you care? That's the first thing she did. Number two, she blamed Mary. My sister has left me to serve alone. No, she didn't. She made a choice, a decision to sit at the feet of Jesus. And you made a choice to make potato salad that Jesus didn't ask for. How about that? You in there frying fish and Jesus don't even want no fish. Come on, y'all. We do things because we think we know what we're doing and then we start blaming and this, that, and the third and we mess. And then number three, she tried to work things out on her own. Tell her to help me. Really? Tell her to help me. Now, could Jesus have suggested that? Sure. But but that, but that he realized, why would I tell Mary to help you when Mary is sitting at my feet learning of me? getting the word of God. I'm unfolding mysteries and revelations of things to come, and you don't know when it's time to serve and when it's time to sit. Oh, wow. I'm going to say that again. Some of us don't know when it's time to serve and when it's time to sit. But my prayer is that you'll get a revelation when it is time to serve and when it is time to sit. You can't do both at the same time, right? Because you're going to give up one for the other. And so she missed her whole opportunity. So Martha displayed, I will admit, some good qualities. Man, come on, y'all. I'm a pastor. Pastors love for people to serve. We looking for people to serve. We looking for people to do all kinds of things in the ministry to help us push the ministry along. Thank God for her qualities of service. But her problem grew out of a hand that she attempted to do more than what was necessary. And Mary chose not to spend her time the same way. Guess this, hustling, bustling, and fussing. I'm going to say it again. Hustling, bustling, and fussing. That's exactly what Martha was doing. And so we've got to have in our heart and our spirit this timing of when to do, where to do, how to do. Guess this, and when to stop doing and sitting in the presence of the Lord. Now, I want to give you a few more things because I think it's interesting that anxiety-prone people, if they'll be honest, they frequently blame others for their plight rather than realizing their stress is self-appointed. Oh, wow. Maybe the things that you're stressed out about is self-appointed. You're self-appointing your own stress. You've allowed what you're looking at, what other people say to you, 
get you in a bad place. Don't let anybody moving forward cause your day to become bad. If it became bad, you allowed it. You allow somebody to make you mad and upset and cantankerous and all of that stuff. You've got to guard the presence of the Lord that lives inside of you. If you don't, people will just say anything. And the enemy knows what to say to you. He know who to use at your job to frustrate you. He knows that one, that child that you have, you love all your kids, but it's that one child that can get under your skin and just cause you to just blow a gasket. See, the enemy can use your wife, use your husband. Use people at your job to mess you up. So you've got to be discerning, hear me now, and shut it down. See, when you know how the enemy works, you just laugh at him when you see him trying to do something. You're like, no, I already know what you're doing. Nope, it's not going to work. I am not going to be mad. I'm not going to be vindictive. I'm not going to be angry. I don't have no get back in me. I'm going to continue to sit in the presence of the Lord and allow him to unfold what I got to do. Because what he wants to tell you to do about a situation is not anything anybody else going to tell you to do. They don't know. But God says, I know. So now we need to wise up in the spirit and allow the spirit of God to help us when things are not like as we think they should be. And God is in that too, because he wants you to seek him. He wants you to trust him. Again, he wants to be the sole reason why you get to the top of the mountain. Catch this and stay there. So we don't want to be like Martha. We thank God for her serving ability. But like I said before, she missed an opportunity. How many opportunities do we miss? Because we're too busy doing the wrong things. And then when we wake up to the reality, we can't get it back. And I don't want you to miss any more opportunities. I don't want you to miss any blessing. I don't want your flesh in the way. I don't want you to get to heaven and say, God can say, you know, you could have had this house. You could have had this car. You could have lived over here. This was the job and the business I had for you. But you were too busy trying to establish your own way, not realizing I already made the way. Matter of fact, he said, I am the way. And we are still trying to make a way. And God says, I've already made it. And so we've got to, again, realizing anxiety, being anxious and being worried. It gets us out of timing with God. Our syncopation with the spirit of God is off. So what happens? I was in a marching band and with the band leader would blow that whistle. We had to get in step. And there were some people who couldn't get in step because they just had no rhythm. And so you had to work with them. But everybody was in step because a band looks great when everybody is in step. It's a cadence. It's a rhythm, right? In the spirit, it's the same way. When you in lockstep with God, you're not getting ahead of him. You're walking with him. And when you're walking with him, he's talking to you. He's ministering to you. He's helping you. He's walking by your side. So again, the Holy Spirit is our paraclete. We've got to roll all of our worry and care over to him. Why? Because he says, I care for you. How can I get God's care? And I'm caring for things. God said, get the monkey off your back and roll it over to me. I'm your burden bearer, heavy load sharer. My shoulders are strong enough to carry the things that are going on in your life. Now, I want to give you some truth, T-R-U-T-H, truth. And here's an acronym of truth that I'm going to give you today. The T stands for trigger event. I want you to be conscious of this moving forward 
so that you can rebuke anxiety and worry out of your life. Because see, the enemy wants to use a triggered event, an event or life situation that happens to us repeatedly. See, the enemy likes to use people to bring up triggers in your life. Something happened to you when you were a child, a teenager, you're an adult. These are triggered events. And so he'll use somebody to bother you, mess you up. And see, he'll use different people, but it's the same situation. It's a trigger. It just keeps coming up. And every time this thing happens, it brings up the past. It brings up things that you're dealing with in the present. And then he frustrates you and he makes you mad. And then you go off and do something and you're making the situation worse. Because see, all the enemy wants you to do is to respond to the triggered event. But you have to be wise to know what is going on. And see, in the presence of the Lord, he can talk to you about what your triggers are. He knows. And see, we're not conscious enough, generally. We're like robots throughout the day. We ain't even thinking about what we need to be thinking about. We're not even paying attention to what the enemy... See, the enemy is crafty. He likes to dupe us because we're not paying attention. But I'm asking the Spirit of God to make you more conscious, make you more aware of the triggered events. The R stands for wrong thinking. How many times we're in a situation and we got wrong thinking? We're not thinking right. Everything is wrong. This is wrong. That is wrong. The other is wrong. We're not thinking right. We're not thinking like God. So we got to pause. We got to take a deep breath. And remember, God is with you all the time. So we got to tap into the presence of God so we can have some right thinking about the situation. And see, what happens is when you got wrong thinking, you start doing wrong things. But we need some right thinking and we can do some right things. So that's what the letter R stands for. Right thinking. Thought about the event. The event that keeps coming up. We got to start thinking right about it. The U stands for an unhealthy response. How many times is our response unhealthy? It's an emotional behavior reaction that continuously is unhealthy. It's unhealthy reactions, right? Somebody do something to you, immediately you want some get back. Do you know how much time you spend in trying to plan, trying to get somebody back? I thought you had better things to do. I thought you had a destiny. I thought you had a purpose. I thought you had a God to glorify. See, when we get our spirit up to where God is, God like, don't be worried about them little peons. Don't be worried about stuff that's beneath you, below you. You do not have to respond to everybody that's talking. Ignore them and keep going. Why? Because you don't want to give people energy. The older I get, I need energy to do things. I don't know about y'all, but man, I need some energy. You know, these days I love a good grandpa nap, you know, just to rejuvenate and get my cells rested and get me ready for whatever my assignment is. So I just can't be following rumors and and why people are saying this, that, and the other. I've got no time for that. We've got to watch these unhealthy responses. The T stands for truth, the reality about the situation. God says, I want to give you the truth about what's going on in your marriage. I want to give you the truth about why your situation is not right with your children. Watch this. I want to give you some truth about why you're broke and don't have no money. I want to, can God tell you the truth? We don't want to hear the truth from anybody, but I want to know, can God tell you the truth? The truth is so hard to hear because you know what? It's just going to expose you, but that's okay. God says, I love you. I'm trying to help you. I want to, listen, God says, whatever you got planned for your life, I got planned greater. 
but I want to tell you the truth and the reality about the situation. The truth about why your coworkers treat you bad. The truth about why you're strange from a mom, from a dad. Why things keep reoccurring in your life. Seasons, cycles, circles. God says, I want to break this off of your life and give you some truth. Can God tell you the truth? Huh? We've got to be able to hear it. And the last thing, the letter H stands for healthy reactions. We need some healthy reactions. Our emotional reactions are healthy now, right? There's some things that happen in our life and we react differently. They're healthy. They're positive. You know, we're not beating ourselves up because we make a mistake. Baby, everybody make a mistake, but we don't want to repeat the mistake. So that's why we got to give the Holy Spirit our ear so he can help us, so he can guide us, so he can coach us, so he can encourage us, so we can do what we need to do. And the perspective of Jesus is amazing. And this is the last thing I want to tell you. He says in Luke chapter 10, verse 41, and Jesus answered and said unto Martha, 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 thou art careful and troubled about many things. Notice the truth he gave her. He said, the reality is you are troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, verse 42, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. So Dr. Luke, who wrote this passage, he helps us to understand that this term for worried, it means to be pulled in different directions. The root verb in the Greek means to be divided into parts. So Martha was being pulled apart from within. Her stress was caused by internal tearing. Notice what you're going through is internal. It's got nothing to do with what's going on outside of you. Now, that might be where it starts, but the real reality is, and Jesus nailed it. He said, you are troubled about many things. Before I came to your house and knocked on your door, Martha, you were troubled. You were in trouble. But notice what he says. But look at Martha. And he wasn't trying to throw, excuse me, Mary. Look at Mary. He wasn't trying to throw Mary in Martha's face. He was trying to help her to see what you should have been doing. And when we can see it and not be offended, because see, what happens is when truth comes, we get offended that God checked us. Because he got to check you to help you or a pastor or a mentor. They're in your life, not to be your friend. They're in your life to help you. They know more than you. They can see further than you. That's okay. Who wants a trainer that don't know more than you know and you paying them? That's foolish. You want somebody who's been there before and they have the results of victory. So you need to see your pastors, your mentors, parents differently, right? Because if you can, you won't keep repeating the same things over and over again. And so this is how we battle anxiety. We know it's coming, but when it does, we can't be anxious. We got to pray, petition, and give thanks. We got to roll the care over to the Lord. We got to know that whatever we thinking that's wrong, we got to correct it and start thinking right. Because you are what you think about. I'm going to say that again. You are what you think about and you can change that and you can do that now. Take one step at a time. Wherever you find yourself in this lesson today on this show, I want you to know that you can begin to make some wholesale changes right now today and see yourself move into a place that you've never been before with the Lord. Let's not forfeit the blessing. 
because we keep trying to do it ourselves. We should be operating in the finished works of Christ. God's not going to do anything else for you. He sent his son to do it all. When Jesus said it's finished, that's what he meant. And everything that is finished, he said, I want to give you a new start and give to you the keys to the kingdom because he loves you and I with an everlasting love. Be anxious for nothing in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and watch how God begins to revolutionize your life. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I pray that there was something that I said to you that blessed you. If it did, I want you to shoot me an email right now. Take a moment and shoot me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. I have a subscriber box. Put your email in there and click the send button and I'll send you a free PDF to help you in your walk with God. And anything else that I decide to send you out, I'll have you on my emailing list. Also, if you scroll down almost to the bottom of the screen of the website, I want you to consider financially partnering with me. These shows are not free. I do enjoy doing them. But if you've been blessed and you want to sow a seed and what I believe is some good soil, I believe if you sow in this soil, you will reap. I promise you, you will. If you do that and be led of the spirit of God, what you want to give, no dollar amount is too big or too small. And whatever you give, it goes towards helping me to create, to empower you. For that is my mission. I'm praying for you as always. Get up and get out there. But whatever you do, don't be anxious. God's got you. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.